25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. We're on, baby. <laughs> We're out here, live in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stand by. Hang on a minute. I had to rotate my TV monitor in the studio because it had a glare on it, Roger. See, look, when you when you have video stuff, you, you have all this other crap to think about. <laughs> yeah. I'm more of a face for radio. I look, I do too, man. The Lord blessed me in some ways and in other ways he didn't so much. I was gonna be totally honest with you. But one thing I I do share uh with um Roger, along with our radio faces for radio, is yeah. um the fact that we enjoy talking sports. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to do. So welcome back to hour number two of the show. Hour number two of the show. In the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team staying connected to you because of C Spire. Bonus round. Bonus round what? What was a group of kids called? Oh. The group of kids on Welcome Back, Cotter. What were they called? Two words. Yes. Together. Yes. I can. It's it's on the. I mean, as soon as you starts s- with an S. S W. They're the sweat. The sweat what? The sweat hogs. Well, you said S W. Well, S like <laughs> S W. Oh, I'm sorry. I was spelling the words. Yeah, you threw me <laughs> off. The sweat oh, hogs. So there yeah. goes my career as a game show host. <laughs> It's two words, SW. <laughs> it got me. No, the Sweat Hogs, you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Led by John Travolta. Welcome back, Cotter. Welcome back to the show, hour number two. Coming up in less than a couple of minutes here, we're going to chat it up with Mr. Jamie Arrington. Follow him on Twitter, Jamie underscore Arrington, the biggest Southern Miss fan that I know. He hosts the To the Top Talk podcast. Stand-up comedian, former mascot. A lot of ground to cover with him. It's Southern Miss coming to start with this weekend. In-state matchup. D1 football. So uh, looking forward to that. Looking forward to it. In the meantime, if you want to be a part of the show, you can be. So hit me up on the text line at 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. That is a 601 number. Here is a text that says eight and four is a very good year if you're playing in the SEC West. I'm an Ole Miss fan, and I'll take it year in and year out. Oh, and twice on Sunday. 
Bama in Madison says, was it Georgia Southern or Georgia State that caused Nick Saban to say that they ran through his defense like <laughs> through a tin horn? <laughs> a triple option gave him like uh, 365 rushing yards against an Alabama number one defense. Yeah. You have to really want to stop that triple option to be able to stop it. That's for sure. And Tommy, uh, I promise you I'll get to your text at some point uh, here on the show. I'll give you my word there. I promise you we'll do it. But right now, I'm going to zip it on over here to the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. The aforementioned Jamie Arrington, host of To The Top Talk podcast. You need to subscribe to that if you haven't already. And all-around good guy and maybe the biggest Southern Miss fan that I know. Stand-up comedian, former mascot, but he's a big Southern Miss fan. Jamie, man, it's game week. You coming to Starkville this weekend? I wish I would have known I could have just texted you. Yep, you could have. I didn't have. know that was a thing. Should, should we do a live radio interview via text someday? I think that would be brutal. <laughs> it would I be think awful. the timing would be way off. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awful, wouldn't it? Yes. This is much easier. You know, that's It'd be almost if I was in a meeting or something. That's almost as bad an idea as the mascot running into the end zone to celebrate a touchdown in the fourth quarter and getting a fifth. Can I can I tell you something about that? Yeah, I want to hear what you know. Okay. First off, uh me and well uh, Seymour back in the early 2000s and Wavy Dave, did not get along at all. Um, it was an ego thing, I think, but mm. both of us, I think, were pretty solid. But anyways, so when I was doing the mascot thing in college, I used to run, first at Jones Junior College, then at Southern Miss, I would run into the end zone every chance I got. Like if there was a touchdown scored, like it's one of those things where if you weren't interfering with the play, mm. then it really didn't matter. So 2001 comes around. And I get a call from the guy that's over marketing. He says, hey, Coach Bauer has something he wants you to watch. So we go put it in. It's the NCAA rules video for that year. And it's, and it's, it's, it, the guy's talking like rule 134A mascots are not allowed on the field to play. <laughs> and any, you know, this will result in a 15 yard penalty. And while that's going on, it shows Seymour, the mascot from Southern Miss during the Mobile Bowl against TCU running in slow motion into the end zone. <laughs> So, it's a, it's a great way. To, and, hey, if he didn't do that this weekend, nobody would be talking about it. That's so it a, true. It's a great opportunity for visibility, visibility. And, I mean, he probably didn't get anything, you know. He yeah. probably didn't get too harsh of punishment. I heard the coach talking about it, but that was more hilarious than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got word from Rob Jay, the uh, play-by-play radio voice of the Jackson State Tigers. We got word from him that a meeting was had and an agreement was reached where said mascot is going to continue to be able to, you know, serve as the mascot without too severe of a punishment. Apparently it was a really likable person inside the suit. You know what I mean? You can identify with that, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like the, the old president of Southern Miss told me when I should have gotten in a lot of trouble. He said, well, if you don't get in trouble, sometimes you really aren't trying. So I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad that they uh, they're, they're they're giving him a little giving him a little leeway there. Give him give him another chance. Well, I do have to ask you before we turn off uh, on a different road here. What is the guy thinking in the mascot suit when he runs into the end zone after a touchdown catch 
there's a pile up, and he gets in the pile. Like he's pulling a plo- – uh, the mascot was pulling opposing players off of the Jackson State receiver. Like what are you thinking at that point? I I don't know what he's thinking on that one. Like that's <laughs> something you, you – I mean, any kind of any, anything other than a high five or a hug <laughs> or a rub on the helmet is yeah. like I, I don't know what he's thinking. I wish I could – I guess he's thinking he – sometimes people get in the costume and they just think they're above any and all laws. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've been there. So yeah, I, can't you can, I can identify with that, too. It's really one of the reasons that I want to at least someday be get a chance to see what it's like to be a mascot. And, yeah, because I want to see you feel like you can get away with things you couldn't get away with otherwise, which uh, I, I, oh, guess, yeah. I guess could be dangerous. All right, so uh, here we go. Let's flip the switch. Southern Miss coming to Starkville. You're the host of the To the Top Talk podcast. Big Southern Miss fan, maybe the biggest USM fan that I know. Um are you going to get to come to the game and start? Well, I hope you're going to get to make it. As of right now, uh, I'm not going to be able to. I've got some other extracurriculars going on. I definitely will be watching uh, watching the game. Hey, who knows? If there are any listeners out there, Southern Miss fans that have a plane leaving Hattiesburg uh, Saturday morning, hit me up. Let's do it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, uh, as of right now, I'm not planning on it. But I, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a battle above all else. And uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun for for all parties involved. Yeah, Southern Miss defense has played really good football. You know, last year statistically one of the better defenses in the country. Um, after watching them week one this year, what do you think, Jamie? On the defensive side of the ball, I think that they're really. I think that they're. You can't really tell a lot because they didn't really do any kind of the blitz patches. That, uh, Blitz packages or the confusing things that Hops likes to do on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the time of possession was a little out of whack just because we had two uh, special team returns for touchdowns. But to have the ball, you know, for as little as we did, and then still that defense to be on the field as long as they were to only give up 229 yards total is, is pretty stout. Mm-hmm. I think this is a team that would. I'm excited to see is you got a lot of you got a lot of guy, athletes on on the defense right now. You got some linebackers that can run, and more importantly, we're three deep at every position on the D line. And I'm not just saying that; yeah. it's something that we haven't had this kind of size probably since the early 2000s. And you know, you always have a couple of guys over 300 pounds, but they literally could line up four guys with that kind of size, and and that's not something that we've had in quite some time. And also, there's the depth to uh, platoon if you need to. I don't think they're going to do that on the line as much as they are with the linebackers. But I feel really good about the defense this year. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. you got a couple of guys out there that are going to be play on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Some might come out earlier than others. Uh, but uh, the defense is definitely the strength of the team right now. Jamie Arrington on your radio. Y'all follow him on Twitter, Jamie underscore Arrington, host of the To The Top Talk podcast, covers Southern Miss throughout the year, every sport. Uh, year round, uh, but obviously talking football this time of year. I'm curious. We had Matt on this week. Did yeah. you want to hear Matt's opinion outside of this? <laughs> yep, they had a very esteemed guest on the podcast this week. It was me. <laughs> they don't get to hear from you enough, so if you want to hear what Matt really has to say, check out the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My listeners are like, geez, we can't get away from him. I want to go over there and listen. Also. <laughs> um, no, Jamie, I'm curious, and, and shoot me straight on this. It, nobody's feelings going to get hurt either way. I, I, I really am, am curious. I'm not sure I have a completely accurate gauge on it. You live in Hattiesburg. You, 
huge Southern Miss fan, always have been. How do the fan these two fan bases feel about each other? And I know you can speak particularly on how Southern Miss and Southern Miss fans feel toward Mississippi State and their program and their fans. What's that? What do you see that relationship as in reality? There's a lot of uh, you have a lot of people that know each other. You got a lot of family members. Uh, a lot of it is intertwined. Um, you you have it's kind of hard to say now because. It used to be a, a pretty big deal every year. I mean, it's something that yeah. happened every year, right? And and the rivalry was pretty intense. But you don't have that as much anymore. So now you have a lot of people that are fans of both institutions. I guess it's just pretty much like any other, you know, two competing fan bases. There's going to be a little trash talk, but for the most part, I think there's some some respect between both the fan bases, and I think there's a lot of mutual fans. So, you know, this is the kind of kind of week where you kind of see. You know, when when the lines are drawn in the sand, where everyone's going to side. But uh, I, I think there's definitely a mutual respect there, as well as some deep dislike as far as long as you get out into the uh, outstretches of the fan bases. Yeah. I, I, you know, you can sense that. Yes, there's some dislike. And I think there's a lot of the older fans, especially state fans that are older, that remember losing all those years to Southern Miss. You know, there was a stretch there where Southern Miss beat them like nine times in a row. Um it was always a very even matchup. But I also – there just seems to be like there's a little bit of goodwill in that State's been playing Southern Miss in football, you know, some, a couple times, home and away, 14-15, got them back on the schedule here. Um, there's a little bit of goodwill there. And, and Jamie, am I right? There's also this mutual – probably hatred for Ole Miss between both state and Southern fans? Uh, you know, that, that's a, usually that's what's talked about <laughs> when you bring that up. <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, I will say that about Southern Miss fans, and I I have to give credit to Nick Suss for this observation because it, it's spot on. So you have a situation where, you know, Southern Miss, a lot of times for the fans that weren't around growing up, there's a lot of times where, you know, the college board wouldn't necessarily uh, allow them to run their own race. You know, so a lot of programs would get taken to the state schools and things like that. So you always had this this sense of um, people with a chip on their shoulder. Southern Miss, you got a lot of guys that get recruited. You got some that are recruited by certain schools, some that are not. But they, everybody at Southern Miss wants to show they belong. And, and I have to credit Nick, Nick Suss for that because it's a very accurate assessment. So when you get into games where you have the in-state rivalries as such or you, you take on the, the teams in the region, the Alabama's LSU, they want to show that they belong on the field. The fans want to show that they belong there. So you kind of get a little bit of an extra chip on your shoulders when it comes to these kinds of games. Sure. What, um, what do you think the, the, the numbers of Southern Miss fans will be there at that game? It's going to be blooming hot, kick it off at 2.30 and like 95, 97 degrees is what they're saying. But you think Southern Miss sells every ticket they have and then some for this game? I think they already have, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I feel like I did here where they sold the alignment. But, uh, you know, that's the thing. You don't get a whole lot of tickets for those a lot of times. That's right. You know, Um, so I feel like it'll be a pretty solid crowd. I think there's still some some, uh, tickets available. So it wouldn't shock, you know, with the weather at least not raining. Yeah. You know, if it was raining, that'd be a different story. But I think it'd be a really solid crowd uh, up there of, of Golden Eagle contingency. Um, last thing, Jamie, Southern Miss fan base, they com- everybody completely on board with Coach Hobson at this point? 
I wouldn't say so. I like Hop. I think he's. I think you, you have to understand with Jay Hopson that this has been a process. That he came into a situation with a very uh, depleted roster. Mm-hmm. I want to say last year we were seventy three ish out of eighty five, and this year I think we're at eighty three. Mm-hmm. So it's taken him a while to build the depth back up. Uh, he didn't go JUCO heavy to make it happen. It's been a slow process. So, so with that being said, last year, you know, there were what three games that they lost by a total of six points. So you were really close on the cusp that maybe, maybe taking those shortcuts would have given you those wins. But now, uh, you have full classes at each level. You know, you don't have to worry about losing 40 players like some other teams in our conference and, you know, <laughs> did yeah. last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think it's time. It's time for an eight nine win season. It's time to win a conference championship, or or that seat could get really high. True. I I said last thing, but I do have one more. Uh, Jack Abraham, quarterback. He's a Mississippi kid from Oxford High School. Got the job last year, and um, threw the ball pretty well in week one. Is is he? kind of entrenched he's somebody that he's the quarterback there's no question about it everybody believes in him is that kind of the situation you have with jack abraham that is he had a very very solid uh, fall camp and the first thing i noticed about jack the first time i saw him when he when he came back was his size i mean he's a smaller guy in the first place mm-hmm. but you could tell he had really put in that work in the weight room so last week actually if you if you look at the numbers and you watch the game there were probably about four or five drop passes, two of which would have been touchdowns, which would have made his numbers astronomical. Yeah. So um, he really had a great day throwing the ball. Of course, he's you know uh, better when he has time, obviously. And uh, they really didn't get the running game going as much. So if they can ever open up the the running game, I think sky's the limit for Jack. But Tate Whiteley, a very game player, you will see Tate on the field some. I mean, there's some packages where both of them have been on the field, you know, in the past few years. Well, actually, last year. Um, so that wouldn't shock me at all to see some of that. But I think Tate will definitely play, but Jack is definitely the, the captain of the offense. Good stuff, Jamie. Appreciate you, man. Good to talk to you as always. And, uh, hey, we won't get to see you this weekend, but we will see you again soon. Thanks, man. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. That's Jamie Arrington. Y'all follow him on Twitter at Jamie underscore Arrington. He is the host of the To The Top Talk podcast. He is um, well-versed. Podcast radio host, uh, stand-up comedian, um, stand-up comedy event planner, mascot. In college and in the NFL, he's done a little bit of everything. Neat guy. So, um, so I don't know what the allotment was of tickets for you know road game. It just seems to me that this is one of those where. <clears throat> with a good football team, you know, what, six wins last year, really good defense. Um, I think rightfully so. Southern Miss fans, you know, feel like this is a lot different, they feel, than 2014 and 15 when these two teams played home and away. They played in 2014 in Starkville to open the season. You know, we know that was a really good state team, and they just, you know, blew the doors off that game to start the season there. And then in 2015, it was a little more competitive. But State still pretty much, you know, controlled the game. It was in Hattiesburg. Gosh. You know, we look back on it then, 2015. It was a season opener in Hattiesburg. It was a 9 o'clock tip-off, kickoff, sorry, 
kickoff on Fox. 9 p.m. kick. 9 central kick. And you had two NFL quarterbacks. You had Dak Prescott on one and Nick Mullins on the other. I'm not sure anybody foresaw all of that. You know, at that time, here we are five years later. Um, but it was a game. It was competitive there early, but then State kind of took con- what looked like control of that game early and, and held on to it. I just never forget, you know, it was so hot and muggy that day. They started the year there in Hattiesburg in 2015, and it rained some during the pregame, you know, all that. And it was so hot and muggy and humid outside the press box, and there, that, that press box there in Hattiesburg, the windows are shut permanently. You can't open them. And so inside, it's freezing cold, the air conditioner. So what do you have? You have this condensation, and the windows are just completely fogged over. And so Jim Ellis, this was before Neil Price took over broadcasting for football. Jim Ellis and I are in the booth for State. We can't see the field because it's so fogged up. You know, we're like just trying to find a little place to maybe see the – it's getting ready for pregame. We told him about it, and some guy went and got a squeegee on the end of like a 40-foot-tall stick pole and got up in the stands and went that tall pole and was squeegeeing our window off so that we could see the game. And I broadcast that whole game. I was sick as a dog all night long. Had to stop in Laurel and just get a hotel room at like 3 in the morning on the way home. That was a rough trip. This is a different deal this year. This is one where probably the gap between the two teams is a little closer than it was back in 14 and 15. Seems that way anyway. We'll see what happens. All right, just getting started. Hour number two in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Did I hear a train? Ah, the good old days. Good old days, Roger. The train come blaring through on the radio show. Hadn't heard that in a while. Yeah, I'm not in there anymore. Oh, okay. Moved on. Rebuilt the studio. That's why you've been having all those different changes. I see. Yeah, that's right. The only constant is change. That's what it is. (laughs) Hey, y'all want to be on the show? Y'all want to be on this show? It's pretty easy. Call me up on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059-995-1059. That is the number to call. You can text the show, 885-3776, which is 885-ESPN. So text away. Both of those are 601 numbers. Here's Tommy. Yeah, let me hear it. Let me hear it. You got a question. But, now, this is, you know, I should probably pay for this. But what's this Hail State Rewards stuff? Okay, Hail State Rewards. Because I'm looking at the, the redemption page. You got some pretty cool stuff on there. I don't know anything about it. I'll be honest Go with to you. events, earn points. All right, Hail State Rewards. Okay. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a ticket site or something. All right, and you're looking... Uh, it's hailstate.fanmaker.com. Okay, so hailstate.fanmaker.com. I see it right there. If you Google Hail State Rewards, 
join or log in. Have you joined? No, no. I'm just curious. I was looking for something else, and that came up. What? Well, see, that nice, uh, I Buck can't show even... Walter Baltimore Orioles poster. It's twelve hundred points. Hmm. That's interesting. Have you had him on here before, Buck? No, have not. Okay, so that was uh, that must have been John that had him on. Okay, that was a, he was a great interview. I he talked bet. about how he loses money every time that episode of Seinfeld plays. How does he lose money on it though? Because he, I, I it's something about the way he's compensated for it. I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know. I have to figure out why it okay. cost him. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny how that works. Yeah. Is it taxes or something? Or like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, because of the taxes. I can't get into the Hale State Rewards thing and see what they are because I can't, because I'm not a, I'm not in it. Oh, okay. Well, sorry about that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody here is. That's how it. Uh, somebody up. must be. Well, we know it's not Chris Brooks. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is shopping for Christmas gifts. <laughs> Everybody else he knows is a. Well, some, be- fan. some people are saying that here on the text line true maroon on the text line says that that is for students only <clears throat> the hail state rewards for student only i didn't know tommy on the text line says i'm a diehard state fan and some of the negative remarks towards them after saturday are from the guys who don't know anything about football the defense dominated that game until the fourth quarter and it was third string guys offense looked great and you can tell Stevens held back because if he goes down, then we have a true freshman. Now with Keaton back, you will see a different Tommy. Well, Tommy T on the text line, I actually disagree with that. I don't think anybody held back. <clears throat> and I also disagree that there were four string guys in the game because I, I don't think that's true either. I don't think that's true either. Now they might have started to substitute some other guys more frequently when they went up 35-14 in the th- fourth quarter but a bunch of starters on the field at the end of the game was a one score game and early in the game starting in the first quarter really I saw a freshman all over the field especially defensively you had a freshman in Martin Emerson playing one corner position early in the game he's true freshman you know you had this freshman starting defensive tackles and some of that stuff so you know I maybe it's true that that maybe it's true that at some point in the year there's a different play call or two for Tommy Stevens based on the fact that you have experience as your backup, but um, I, I don't think it was, you know, third or fourth string guys exclusively on on defense really at any point in the game, and I certainly don't think that at any point in either how he played or how they called it that there was any holding Tommy Stevens back. I, I don't think that was the case. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, fluffy. On the text line. Says, my senior year of high school, a girl who wore the mascot outfit was the first runner-up for the homecoming court. And when they rode the girls around in convertibles at halftime, she wore her Ram suit. Fluffy finished this up by saying, Lindy Myers broke my heart. (laughs) Is that who it was? Was that who it was? You know, um, my wife was a homecoming queen at Ole Miss. And um, so we have those pictures, you know, of when I didn't know her then, obviously. But 
when she was in the dress out on the field and and Chancellor comes out there, you know, and she's waving at the crowd. It's a neat moment. Several years ago, I say several, I, I don't know how many, heck, it might have been 10 years ago now. It might have been that long, close to it anyway. There was a, like a reunion at an Ole Miss homecoming. It just happened to be during an open date for Mississippi State, and they had like a reunion of all these past homecoming queens and stuff. And uh, I went with my wife to that. It was pretty neat. Actually, uh, Archie Manning and uh, what's his wife's name? Miss Manning. And Mrs. Manning, yes, but you know Peyton's mom, Eli's mom. What is her name? I can't remember her first name. I'm drawing a blank on it. Anyway, they were there because she was a homecoming queen. It was a neat thing. Neat to see all that. Homecoming, man. Homecoming's a lot of fun. But homecoming in high school is so much better than homecoming any, anywhere else. Olivia Williams Manning. Okay. Oh, that's right. Olivia Manning. That's right. Thank you. Yeah, homecoming in high school is awesome. Because you have like a dance afterwards, right? Like you have the the deal where you dress up. We did. Prattville High School back in the day. Man, Roger, I made one serious boo-boo one time at homecoming in high school. My senior year of high school, we were going to play Central Tuscaloosa for homecoming. We hosted them. They were the number one team in the state. It was a big deal. They had a running back named Dennis Riddle who played at Alabama. They were big time. And we were going to try to upset the number one team in the state. They wound up beating us by a field goal that night. We had a really good game. I played pretty well, felt good about it. As a team, we played really well, had a chance to win. And so when we didn't knock them off, we lose by three. I'm just floored you know i can't get into this whole homecoming spirit hey i'm gonna go put on a coat and tie and go to the homecoming dance with my girlfriend sort of thing and i had a steady girlfriend all week long all i can think about is football it's all i care about and then after the game we out of obligation we go to my girlfriend's house we meet two or three other couples there we're all getting ready to go to this homecoming deal and that's when everybody realized that my girlfriend's the only one who her boyfriend had not bought this flower that they have to wear. The corsage. The Yes. Say it again. Corsage. Cors, corsage. I didn't have one. She looks at me and goes, you, you didn't get one, did you? I said, I, ain't even, I hadn't even thought about it. It ain't even crossed my mind. <laughs> you got to order those things like a week ahead of time minimum, right? Yeah, so she was a little down about that. And so her dad, God rest his soul. He threw me in the car. He took me to like Kroger, and we figured something out. <laughs> we guys even came back. Must have seen that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I just my my head was totally somewhere else. That was a big homecoming boo boo. It sure was. All right, text line eight eight five ESPN. Unnamed texter says State has not had a quarterback that could throw a beautiful corner of the end zone pass like Stevens to Williams. In the fourth, shows the extra element Tommy Stevens brings to that offense. Yeah, I would say they have had some that could do it for sure. Old Dak Prescott was pretty good at it. That wasn't too long ago. By the way, I got an answer on the Buck Show Walter question. If you want it? Yeah. So, how is it costing him money? He had to join the Screen Actors Guild and remain a member, so he gets taxed nineteen dollars whenever a rerun of the episode he appeared in airs. <laughs> and compared to his apparent per airing stipend of eighty nine cents, 
it's clearly a losing proposition. He's losing. Man. He's losing uh, $18 and some change. And the most unbelievable thing about that is that you could actually appear in an episode of Seinfeld and they only pay you 80 something cents for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll wrap it up with you next in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Hey, Roger. Yeah. Speaking of Jerry Clower, Neil Price introduced me to a YouTube video he found of Jerry Clower as a guest on the Orlando Wilson Fishing Show. Oh, my. It is outstanding. The whole episode is there. It's like, you know, 25 minutes because you had ever how many minutes of commercials built in there. Are they actually fishing yes, on a boat? Yes, they are fishing on a boat. The whole show's there. It's they Because you hear it. about all of Jerry's, you know, hunting and fishing stories, but you never actually see, see him it. in the environment. And it's great. He is himself. <laughs> At one point, he says. He's not wearing the red suit, is he? Hey, and look, I don't know if you remember this. No, he's not wearing the red suit. There's this famous uh, country singer. Is it, am I crazy? Is it Don Hall or Don Don Williams? Oh yeah, man. Maybe That's it was Don boy. Williams. It's somebody like that. Anyway, who sang Tulsa time? Yeah, who sang the theme song for Orlando Wilson? Knew him. Watching the Orlando Wilson fishing show, you got to go check it out. And anyway, yeah, Jerry Clower. At one point, Jerry Clower tore, told Orlando they were on Lake Okeechobee, famous, huge, humongous, flat fishing lake in uh, Orlando, outside of Orlando, Florida. Crank it up. That's Tom T. Hall. That's Tom T. Hall. He said, I'm sorry, buddy, I can't go. I'm watching the Orlando Wilson fishing show. I called a gal who was an angler and said, It's so good. I don't go fishing, I'll go out of my head. She said, I'm sorry, honey, I can't go. I'm watching the Orlando Wilson fishing show. (laughs) Orlando Wilson is brought to you by... Chevy trucks. <laughs> we just gave you a free plug there, Chevy. It's great. And uh, look, that's it. So it was Tom Hall, not Don Hall. It was Tom Hall. Tom T. Hall. Tom T. Hall. Yeah, I did the old uh, dogs, children, and watermelon wine. I like. Remember the year Clayton Delaney died? All those. Songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His storytellers, what they called him. Little Baby Ducks. Wasn't that old his pick song? Up, old old Pickup pick truck. Trucks. Slow moving trains. Slow moving trains and rain. rain. <laughs> Tom D. Hall. So anyway, it's really cool to see that. Yeah, at one point, see, they're out in the middle of this lake because it's it's humongous and it's flat. You can be out in the middle of the lake at Lake at Lake Okeechobee, you can't even see the bank, and you're only in like three feet of water. <laughs> it's like no joke. So they're yeah. out in these big yeah. gravel bars in the middle of the lake, and when it's spawning time, going to catch bluegill, brim, you know. Well, Jerry Clower from Yazoo City, Mississippi, fishing on a river, is not used to that kind of fishing. You're talking about like you be in your boat in the middle of the river and you can cast to either bank. That's how close to the bank you are, right? And so he said to Orlando, he said, you know I love you, right? <laughs> Orlando said, yeah. You know I love your family, right? Yeah. 
He said, Orlando, if we want to catch some brim, when I said Orlando, Siri started telling me all about Orlando. Did you hear that? On my <laughs> phone, my iPhone 8 Plus from C Spire, all I did was I said, Orlando, and this thing started talking to me, <laughs> telling me all about Orlando. Anyway, he said, Orlando, if we're going to catch some brim, we're going to have to get over there a little closer to the bank in a treetop or something and get us a cricket. <laughs> it's just, there's a lot of great stuff. So look that one up. Okay. That, that episode came up right after the intro. Yeah. Watch it, Roger. I, I highly encourage you to watch it. Hey, real quick. Tommy Stevens talked to the media yesterday in Starkville after practice. Mississippi State starting QB. Here he is. Um, you know, it was a good start. Kind of like I said after the game, I'm happy with you know my overall performance. Uh, you know, personally as a team, I was happy with the way we did things. Um, but you know, we, we were able to grade the film, um, watch it as a team on Sunday, and um, you know, obviously now we're starting to move on. So, so happy with it. I've got to try to find this for you if I can, Roger. Tyree Phillips is a big offensive lineman, starting offensive lineman. Okay, Tyree, big Tyree. Roger, I sat two seats behind him on the airplane flying to New Orleans with the team for the game. This kid is funny. He does not like to fly either. He's funny. And yesterday in the press, in the media thing, Big Tyree was asked about the heat. I'm going to see if I can get to the point where he talks about the the heat here. Yes, sir. Like during the summer, we've been our, our, um, our time that we ran was four o'clock. So like that was like it was real hot, like the talk. The sun sound like the sun was talking to you. Mm-hmm. You was having conversations <laughs> with the sun out there. So I mean, it, we, we're prepared. What, what was the sun saying? Uh, it was like just stop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> he said, he said, when you're running at four o'clock in the summertime, you have conversations with the sun. The sun says just stop. That's big Tyree. It's gonna be hot Saturday when they play. All right, text line eight eight five ESPN. From Bill, he says, I'm curious to hear the story on how you married an old Miss girl. It's really simple. Really simple, actually. Two people met and fell in love. First came love, and then came marriage, and then came the homecoming queen with a baby carriage. <laughs> At least you got it in that order. <laughs> it's a squeaker sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, no, I mean, I was living in Tupelo and working as a sports anchor reporter for WTVA television. And in comes the new intern, graduated from Ole Miss, and we met, and we were friends. We didn't date for a long time. We didn't really actually date until I left there. Um, and then we started dating. and But we, we did become really close friends at first because we both were working that you know, television shift where you'd go to work at 2 o'clock, get off work at 11 after the 10 o'clock news and the rest of the world's asleep and you still have energy and want to go eat. <laughs> so, we, so we hung out a lot. And um, 
Was Jack still selling ads when you were working? No, there? no. And when I when I was in school, I went up there to visit, and he had his office there at the TVA building. Yeah, I'm not sure. I went to work there in 2001, and he was already not working there by that time. So he must have wrapped that up at some point in the 90s. Talking about Jack Crystal. Somebody must have wanted his account list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either that or he finally got to the point where he was sick of it. You know, one or the other. Um, but that's kind of how it happened. And yeah, it was pretty funny because my wife's from Vicksburg and her family's very well known Ole Miss fans in that town. And they had two daughters and their oldest married me, a state guy. And while we were engaged to be married, I introduced their other daughter, um, my wife's younger sister to a former roommate of mine. I played with at state Rob Morgan and now they're married. So they had two daughters that both married guys who played at state and, Serves them right, is what I you say. Have the house divided sticker. No, we don't, because really they don't care about it that much. <laughs> they really, I mean, my wife doesn't. They really don't care about it too much. Um, hey, and speaking of that, I do want to remind you for everybody listening, we've got these. I've got to continue to remind you of this. We still still have a few tickets left to these football film study dinners. Football talk with me, Matt Wyatt. It'll be football, food, and film study, and we'll have dinner together. Coming to Vicksburg later this month, right around the corner on September 19th. So get your tickets at mattwyattmedia.com, mattwyattmedia.com. Go to the events page and just buy a ticket right there. In Vicksburg on the 19th, we will have dinner and watch film together at The Anthony. So if you're listening in Vicksburg or if you can be in Vicksburg, y'all come on out. Uh, Coming up in Jackson on October the 3rd, at Char Restaurant. Football, film study, and food with me at Char Restaurant on October the 3rd in Jackson. Again, get your tickets at mattwyattmedia.com. And our event in Jackson is presented by my friends at Farm Bureau Insurance in Madison County. Bob Atkins and the guys. They're over there on Ebenezer in Madison. They're not too far from the caboose parked over there at the intersection. Y'all know exactly where I'm talking about. The train track runs right by there. <laughs> yeah, and so I can't wait to see them. And I'll when we, when we meet on the 3rd at Char Restaurant in Jackson there, I'll let you guys, I'll introduce all of y'all to, to Bob and Ben and all those guys from Farm Bureau Madison. Okay, so y'all come out and see us. And then, again, get your tickets. And we've got three other stops. We're going to be in Tupelo, Starkville, and Hattiesburg. We may add one more. Uh, so all those tickets are on sale for all the dinners that are coming up this fall where we will we'll eat together. We'll talk football for as long as we can stand it. But we're going to watch some film together, too. And if you've subscribed or seen any of the YouTube videos, you'll get a kind of feel of what that's like on my YouTube channel. So, again, go to mattwyattmedia.com. Go to the events page and get your ticket now before there aren't any left because those events will be here before you know it and i can't wait to see you there that'll wrap it up for today for roger i'm matt in the farm bureau studio farm bureau go with the home team we'll see you tomorrow see ya
You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 